Alright, what's going on, y'all? Your boy's back. All my all my leaders. I don't like calling people followers. All my leaders, you know. I'm glad y'all listening to Leah Johnson because we here. Now, it's filler talk. Love filler talk because we talk about Philly. You know what I mean? Might break a little Penn State. You know, we branch off because it's still PA. Sometimes I might. It just depends on how important it is. Now, let's talk generally about the Sixers right now. Sixers 106-102 against the Heat, and they didn't have Joel Embiid. Um, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists from Ben Simmons. I'm going to tell you how important it is if you don't think that's important. Okay? Um. Boban, 19.12 rebounds. That's important. You know, he reached a milestone, being the second player to reach a thousand uh certain amount of points. I, I let me let me let me go back. I remember it was a milestone this morning. Let me get that right, and we'll get to that. Uh Boban comes in and he adds somebody to the game, particularly that's effective because when MB was out, that's a weakness. There was nobody in there that affected the game. Now somebody that can get you 20 points. They need to sign him back. Do what the Warriors did when um do what the Warriors did when they won the first championship and they made sure that their bench was intact. I think Philly had something here even more bigger. I think they should sign Ennis back. You know, you might go for another player, but I think you should bring everybody back and just let everybody work. I think that is a a, a very one year deal. James Ennis, uh, Simmons is not a free agent. Mike Scott is get him to a one year deal. Get Boban to a three year deal. I'm sorry, get that man to a three year deal. Matter of fact, whatever you sign Tobias to, you should go ahead. Not, not I'm talking about amount of years, not money, but because they're they're friends and that's always something you can capitalize off of. Something you can definitely capitalize off of, in my opinion. Now. When you turn to think about what this game did, Jimmy Butler had 18.6 rebounds, six assists. For those who are saying, oh, Jimmy Butler don't like you just fitting in. Jimmy Butler doing what he's supposed to do. He's a professional. Y'all acting like he's some type of jerk that just wants to score the ball or he needs to, oh, what are you trying to say? What y'all think should be happening? Jimmy Butler's being an all-star. He's, 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 he's more of an all-around player now. He's getting, he's getting you. He's the second point guard on the team, the second guy who's bringing the ball up. They give him opportunities to have the ball in his hands, and that's good. I mean, that's such a great thing. Tobias Harris can even come up with the ball. They have those guys now, and it's scary because, you know, Tobias had 23 and 11 last night. That just lets you know what type of guy this is. He's going to be a 2010 guy, I feel it. I'm, I'm very sure of it. I'm very sure of how he's played. The minute he came in, it was a dynamic impact with 14 and 8. And, you know, they kind of held him back a little bit. Now, Tobias has been allowed to do what he do. He's come right in. That's another thing that MB's gone. Tobias is here. That makes for winning. Because when MB was gone, which is Ben Simmons and Jimmy, and they had to make things happen. And it's, it's no doubt to me. They like I think Philly could have still been going with what Jimmy has. You know, just get the chemistry right. Him and Ben, you know, more chemistry, the better it'll be. But now you don't have to do that because not only do these guys have to develop chemistry, Ben, Tobias, and Jimmy, but there's enough guys to be so good that you're going to win anyway. 
Tobias, 23-18 for uh, Jimmy, and 21 for Ben. That's the big, that's the team. Now, we're going to talk about Bobine, what Bobine has done. And I just think this would be more greatness on the floor for Bobine. Him hitting milestones is real big. Just in Philly. And the crazy part is, Bobine has shown a lot of of to the point where it's hard. It's like kind of hard to guard this cat. It's not like he's going to be one of the elite centers in the league, but I mean, but he's going to be one of those guys that comes in and he. And to me, I think he can be a productive center in the league. I think there's no doubt about it. Bobine could be productive. He could be all star. One of those guys who don't make the All-Star, but it's an All-Star. Kind of like Ronnie Sykley a little bit. Not a perennial All-Star, but yeah, I really think Boban's good. I think he's the real deal. He can pass. He can block. He can rebound at an elite level. He can score. He has a good touch for a 7 foot 3 He's really... Now, they have to go get him. I feel like they, they, they should sign Boban. But what I'm scared of is that Boban go sign with somebody else. Somebody going to need the center. They go get Boban. It's, it goes down. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Boban can make a lot of money. A lot of money. But, once again, Tobias plays for a team. But I think money talks. But also, money, I mean, if you have a good, you know, relationship with a team, you can get a guy there. I think Philly has the ability to sign these guys. I think the only guy I need to to sign a multi-year deal is Bobine. It's just so important that what he does for NBA to give him a rest. Now, Boban has 19 points. He has 1,000 career points now. Right? He did this in 1,574 minutes. That makes him the second fastest active player to reach the milestone. Trilling only what? Joel Embiid. Ain't this a match made in heaven? 1,000 points in 1,574 minutes. The second fastest player to reach 1,000 points. Joel Embiid was the first. Just a match made in heaven. 7-3-290. Can do what he do. Man, big time guy. Um, Kyle's like Simmons and, and, and McConnell. This is another thing that's got overcrowded. Simmons and McConnell have um no doubt in my mind. You know, being point guards, both have two teams, two sets of teams. Like, look at the bench. The bench you can throw them. Uh, now it's no Bobine, but you got Bolden now. They put Bolton near the, the, the five. You can always throw Amir Johnson in there. You got guys you can throw in there now. You do. These guys are not all-stars. Don't look for bench players to be all-stars. They have to be productive players. We need production. We need defense. That's what a good bench does. And 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 Amir and them can do that. They can score. What Boban doing what he do, they come in and give you quality minutes. And, and Bolton is definitely more than capable to shoot from the three, driving. He's really a good player. He's a good player. Jonah Bolton is a good player. All right. Now, Jonathan Simmons, James Ennis, um, Mike Scott. You got shooters and scores. Simmons is not afraid to take it to the rack. He has proved it more than once. And, you know, when Tim Brown puts him in, you know what? It's a San Antonio thing. He know about Bobine. He he knows Brett Brown knows about Bobine. He knows about Simmons. 
He knows about Simmons for the simple fact that if you was with uh, Greg Popovich, okay, you're a good player. You know, he pays attention to basketball. All coaches do. So knowing the type of player he was for San Antonio, Red Brown going for the gusto and getting those type of guys that played under Popovich. You know, so I really like the fact that you, you got a slasher off the bench. Somebody's going to take it to the hole. Same thing folks would have been doing. I'm just, you know, stripped out thing how the pressure only goes on the guy because he's the number one pick. But, you know, look at all these guys. And folks was just as productive or more than these bench guys. But what you got is you got a draft pick with it and you got Simmons. And that's good. And, you know, he size is 6'6". Six, six. It gives you guys that can shoot the ball off the bench. They can be very dangerous. They're experienced. They're not rookies that can shoot. These are vets. Playoff, they have been battle-tested. So it gives Philadelphia some. They just look different off the bench. They look more complete. Guys that are going to play defense, and they're going to score. People don't really see or understand how good Philadelphia can be. How they are right now is only like probably 5% of what you're really going to see. On a team, when you look at uh, Golden State and how good they were, how, how good they were becoming because chemistry kicked in. Why was Durant to Golden State so relevant? Because Durant went to a team that had chemistry. They already had a big three. They had already won a championship. They just knew that the only to beat LeBron, they got to add a fourth guy. That's another reason why I talk about the, the Michael Jordan and LeBron James thing. Like, Michael Jordan has not had to deal with the obstacles. LeBron put his – he put his own – people say, oh, he put his own self in the – okay, so that makes it even better. He he upped the odds. He put the odds on himself. People was like, oh, he put himself in a situation to deal with this and deal with that. Man, come on, man. If a man overcame odds, then what can you say to him? A lot of people had blamed him for the Kyrie situation. But we see that wasn't true. If anybody's been following what Kyrie's been saying, apologizing to LeBron, come on, man. Social media spreads a lot of lies. You know, um, if you look at uh, the Sixers and, and the type of team they are, they're only going to fit. I think the dangerous part about them is the defensive and 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 the three point shooting. Now you got, I mean, look how Tobias was scoring. I mean, he this dude can really play basketball. He takes over the floor next to MB. The best score on this team is Tobias. Jim, Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons, uh, you know, they can score. And Jimmy Butler can score, but he's not a better scorer, more complete than Tobias Harris. Butler can do – he's more of an all-around – he's a better all-around player than Tobias is. Butler, he, he's one of the best. My second favorite two-guard in the league after James Harden is Tobias – I mean, is Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy is one of those killers. So when we got Jimmy, I was just like, wow. He's not a two-guard, okay, but I used to f- figure at him as more of a two-guard type player. Jimmy's a small forward, 6'8", 
get down. But you can see what he can do at the three position, being such an all-around player. You look at a guy that's six eight. Philadelphia has two guys that bring the ball up on on the starting five. It's Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler. One six eight, the other six ten. How do you deal with that? It's too many matchup problems. People are talking about, oh, well, they beat them with bench players. Well, they didn't have all these guys. They didn't have a Jimmy Butler or Tobias Harris. You have to beat those two guys. Let me see you beat them with these two guys in the seven games. I just can't see it. I think talent will win it all. All right, um, the Eagles, we're talking about Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are two people that have been confirmed that Eagles will allegedly I'm just telling you, like people are saying that Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, usually when stuff like that is spread, there have been talks. Talks we know nothing about. We know nothing about these talks. But they happen. And it gets out. Philly is interested in Le'Veon Bell. Even Le'Veon Bell said that the Eagles would be interested in him during the season. There'll probably be a team that come after him. And you got Antonio Brown. Like, that's going to be two things to look at. I think Antonio Brown, could that would be an attraction for him because he'll be staying PA. Same thing with Le'Veon Bell. That's why Philly will be, and Philly has won a Super Bowl. You're going to a successful franchise. And you're going to play, we'll, we'll, do, we'll see what this team has. They have an elite quarterback. They have elite receivers. They have an elite defense. Oh, wow. I mean, they have an elite special teams. Let's go over here. They are attractive to anybody in the NFL. And they're a good Organization, they are attractive to anybody in the NFL. So it's going to be interesting to see what Philly does. I don't think they'll go after both. It's too much. They'll go after one or the other. Who will be the guy? We I can, Now, Le'Veon Bell has came up more times than none, so we're going to see what that does. If they get Le'Veon Bell, this makes this team the best team in the NFL. You can say what you want. If they get Antonio Brown, hmm, I think they'll be one of the top three. Let me tell you why that that does that to me. Because if you look at their team, they don't really have any weaknesses. Like like not weaknesses, but needs. Only thing, only weakness and need they have is the people to stay healthy. That's the biggest Achilles here the last couple of years. When people are healthy, things happen. The first year it went by, there were guys on the field that replaced those guys, but they had no replacements this time. Even with the cornerback, they didn't have nobody quick enough to replace the badness at running back and what's been going on. But Philly is uh, bad key injuries. Now, you get Le'Veon Bell and you put him there and you combine them with the guys they got. Because really, if you look at it, there's no one clear. It's always a committee, by committee, and running backs, even if they Jay Ajayi, right? But Le'Veon Bell can do – he's the most complete running back in the NFL. You talk about Tiger. There's nobody – I think Barkley will take it. I think Barkley will be the best in the NFL. Um, I'm going to let him do two more years first. I mean, one more year, two more years of dominating. I call him the best running back in the NFL. But right now it's Bell, most complete all-around running back. He could take over a whole game by himself. If we put him with Carson Wentz, it's trouble. It's trouble because we already got receivers. This right now, by sign nobody, you come with uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz and Dallas Golder. All them guys can catch the ball. You look in camp, Shelton Gibbs can spread the field. You say what you want, these guys can catch the ball and be productive. But Alshon Jeffrey and Ertz are not only productive, they're elite. And then you look at guys like uh, Dallas Goder, he's up and coming. So that gives them weapons right there. Corey Clement, he's another weapon. 
and you put him and Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, we're talking about guys who can catch and run the ball, be effective. So that's a complete, and it one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in football. No doubt to me it's the best offensive line in football. When you get injuries, things happen. But they're the best offensive line in football. You get Le'Veon Bell, this is a complete offense. It matches the the, the the productivity and menacing ways of the defense. You get Le'Veon Bell, you got a complete team. You got an elite receivers. And don't tell me Arshon Jeffrey in the league. You can say what you want. Say what you want by Arshon Jeffrey. Arshon Jeffrey has been there. He's made big plays. He's had big years for Philadelphia. He's had big games. Say what you want. Uh, Jack Ertz is clearly the best tight end in football. Dallas Golder is ki- clearly the real deal. So, boom, there's the weapons right there that people are going to have to plan for. every every. You're going to have to plan for those three guys every game. And that's what kept Philadelphia in the playoff running because you could throw the guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz and they make the play. It's because he missed that. People miss him all the time. All the time. You're going to get Julio Jones because he went against Philly and he made he slipped and he made that mistake and didn't catch the pass. Remember that? Still a elite receiver. Yes, you can compare him there. I mean, Julio Jones is better, but Alshon Jeffrey and them could be compared. They're both elite receivers. Talk about stats all you want. No, I don't want to hear about the stats. They don't tell the story. He didn't have the pressure that he had in, in Chicago. He don't have that in Philly. All right. Now, it's going to be interesting to see if they get one of these guys. It's, it's not a clear. We just know they're going to go for him. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell, the money he wants is too much. We shouldn't break the bank for him. I think he should be reasonable. We should pay him good money, but he should be reasonable. Now, Antonio Brown might be more of a stretch that we could actually get because Philadelphia is open at receiver. It's just a big hole there. You see, I only mentioned three guys in the receiving core because Golden Tate and Nelson Aguilar are question marks. So if you go for Antonio Brown, bring him along to go Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what type of receiver? Now, I understand that people are like, why they won't be the best team with Antonio Brown? Because I'm just saying the fact that there's still a hole at running back. But honestly, I can I can believe, I can roll with y'all in that opinion. You can say they can be the best if you feel like they can be the same stature as they were with Le'Veon Bell. I can feel you on that because realistically, they get Antonio Brown. They should go back and get Jay Jahi and bring him back. He knows the team. Um, he had a full year to rest. He comes back. He's a he's a stud. I think he does big things. Everybody was already expecting him to be big in fantasy football before he got hurt. And you bring him back with Clement, you have Antonio Brown. Now we're talking about a Super Bowl team. Antonio Brown, another guy who could take over game. He can just take him over. He's the best receiver in football. There's no better receiver in football than Antonio Brown. Say what you want about this year, whatever, whatever. Nobody's better than Antonio Brown. The Steelers had arguably, it's a shame they didn't win more Super Bowls because to have the one and two best at the time running back receiving football, then you got Big Big Ben, who's an elite quarterback. Just and then for a lot of times they didn't have a defense that backed them up. You know, so I feel that. Um the Philadelphia Phillies, you want to talk about um Bryce Harper? Okay, y'all, I understand. But he's coming to Philly. I've been saying this for the longest. Machado is the question. And you see why. Machado was trying to decide which team's gonna give him the money. Bryce Harper actually have a love for Philly. One guy, Andy Martino, came out, oh, you know, uh, 
He really doesn't like, he's, he's trying to think about, he don't really like Philly and all. That was a lie, man. Who came out with that? You know what he did? I, I ain't going to call Martino a lie. Your source is a lie. I'm not, he's not a lie. He's a guy, he's a good reporter. His source is a lie. Whoever you are, shame on you. Bryce Harper always liked Philly. He never not did not want to play for Philly. That report was a total, total lie. Total lie. Um, now we look at this. This is when he signs. It's, it's always a, it's like, listen. Philly had to come with the biggest deal, though, because Bryce Harper would have left Philly for a bigger deal. Philly just got to match the deal. That's all it is. And they'll still get Mike Trout. He's coming now. Now they're not getting, you know, I think they would have got, if they would have had Machado, too. But obviously, they didn't want both because they could have jumped for Machado. Machado didn't make that much for Philly going to jump. Philly's is only going to jump for Mike Trout. One guy was on uh, Major League Baseball now talking about, yeah, um, well, I don't think the Phillies have enough. Phillies do have enough, man. And then, and then the crazy part is, for them to get enough, they will clear space for Mike Trout. Are you crazy right now? Are you crazy? I mean, they're not going to – Ramuto is here. He'll get an extension. He's here. Uh, Cigar is going to be here. McCutcheon could be – he won't be gone this time. I think it'll be a Mike Trout, McCutcheon, Harper uh, outfield soon. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. I gave him a good enough contract to be there for a couple of years, and then he'll be out in Philadelphia, bring up Adam Hasley and Mickey Moniak. You know, they got uh, Joe, uh, Johalan Ortiz. Johalen Ortiz is a big, uh, I, I, I love that prospect. I really think he can do a lot. Jose Pujols and still like, it's guys that could come up that Philadelphia could be like, they're ready. And they can put him in the fold. But as of right now, you look at Maniac and Hazy, they're, they're clearly to, Maniac was the number one overall pick. Hazy was a number eight overall pick out of his draft. Clearly, you look at third baseman, Alec Baum is coming soon. He'll be his third pick overall. As soon as he starts to show his progress, Bomb is going up, and he'll be a third baseman. He'll be. A, I think he'll be the future third baseman. I think there's no doubt that whoever's at third base now won't be there for the future. Bomb is. He's the number one prospect in in in, in Philadelphia minor leagues, and this guy can play. And I think you better watch out. Now the same thing with like, with McCutcheon leagues. I think Maniac or Hazy takes it over. It's whoever turns out to be the best prospect at the time. But all Maniac got to do is show he can hit 280 this year with 20 home runs. He's over Hazy because he's number one pick. I don't care if, if Hazy's hitting 325 with 30 home runs. He's trade bait because this is a number one pick we're talking about here. Good investment. Hazy at number eight pick. Hazy's trade bait if Maniac shows that he's ready. You talk about Donis Medina, everybody want to know? Well, you see how important he is. You see how important Philadelphia Phillies feel he is. And I think he joins the rotation soon in the future. I mean, that's just no question. Now, Medina soon is going to be in the rotation in a couple of years. He'll be in the five, and he'll be an elite pitcher. 
who uh the closer is a lot of guys you could look at. And if I'm looking at closer, Cal, if I see his name right, Dohe. This dude can pitch. Cal Doy. How about that? Cal Doy. We do it like that. Look him up. He's on the uh, one of the top uh, prospects. Phillies prospects can pitch real good closer. I see him soon. But is he really going to come up and take a Dominguez, Sir Anthony Dominguez job? Is he really going to come up and take a... Um, uh, Edway, Edway Ramos, is he really going to come up and take um, Victor Reno? I mean, they got three young guys that they can pitch, and they lights out, man. I think this this bullpen is going to be dangerous. It's going to be a real hard bullpen to mess with. The bullpen's gotten better. They, they signed some vets around these. I like that. That that bullpen's going to be underratedly like real hard to pitch against. So it's going to really help, you know, five or six innings. You know, you have a pitcher that could four or five innings to get in trouble. You could put in a good, you know, that's what made the Phillies so good in, in uh, 2008. It's like the Phillies could always put in their bullpen and make things good. You had a guy like Chad Durbin who did good things for the Phillies, and, and they made things possible. You put those guys in, and they did great. And it helped the Phillies, you know, eat innings. You didn't have to overwork your pitches. You didn't depend on them being overworked. You know, so um, if you're looking at things and you're looking at where the Phillies are going to go, I just think that that's the future. Uh, Mike Trout, uh, Bryce Harper, and Mickey Moniak, I think that would be perfect, perfect situation for Moniak to learn from two of the games, one and two best, like having Durant and LeBron James. I don't think nobody beats the Phillies for a long time. If I, I said for about three years, if they when they get Trout and Harper, nobody's gonna be the And this year, y'all don't think Bryce Harper is that good? Y'all don't think Gene Segura and Ramuto are that good? Y'all gonna people are gonna find out how good the Phillies is. Yes, I'm speaking Bryce Harper like they got him. Yes, Bryce Harper is a Philly. It's a matter of time for the contract sign. All right, he'll be here for a long time. He'll be a Philly great. All right. People stop. Oh, I just want to know when he going, man. Listen, let the business take care of itself. Y'all just waiting to welcome him and do all this big gushing stuff. You know, uh, the Washington Nationals said they're out. They ain't talked to Bryce Harper in a couple of months. They are done with Bryce Harper. It's over with. So it's between the Giants, the Padres are out. The White Sox are out. They're exhausted. White Sox are exhausted for trying to get Manny Machado. It's between the Giants and the Phillies. And the Phillies are going to. Giants came with their offer. Phillies are going to match their offer. They're going to blow it out the water. So it's going to happen. Um, you look at where how good the uh, Phillies are. It's it's something that's real simple, real simple and talk. I feel like the Phillies have exactly what it takes. You say, oh, the pitching, the pitching. Valdez this is dangerous as any pitcher in baseball. He ain't reached his ceiling yet. Of course he hasn't. He's young. Zach Evans, how young is he? How long? The year before this year, Zach Evans, before this good year, he's 11-8 this year. He showed his promise that he'd been showing in the minor leagues finally. He had a terrible year the year before. He's a young guy. Jared Eckhoff has been hurt. 
Everybody knows how good this guy can pitch, but he pitched at a time when Phillies had no help offensively or deep or, or nothingly, and he still was pitching at an elite level. No run support. Now you got some run. Jack Jerry Eckhoff could be an all star if he's back to his original self. He could be an all star. Eckhoff, um, Nick Pavetta. Now Nick Pavetta is a guy who throws a lot of strikeouts. Started off the season real good, then ended bad like a lot of people did. Like the Phillies did, period. He's a he's a very talented pitcher. Watch out for Pavetta. So we're gonna see a lot. They have pitches. They have it. Arietta and um and um Nola. Now the big thing is people saying Kucho and Kimbrell. Um, I don't see the Phillies getting. I don't know. You know what? It was some guy out there. Uh, my guy Ty Zalicki. He's a. Uh, it's no disrespect, Ty Zalicki. I'm pretty sure he's going off of um, speculation. He's not going off sources. He's going off what he thinks. And he thinks that the Phillies can't do a short-term deal. Um, they won't be able to sign these guys. I'm going to say this to honor both. I'm going to say this to honor both. Because all, I'm just going to say this, bef- say this before I say something to honor both. It all, already came out that the Phillies are going to... Um, Pursue, pursue Dallas Cochell and Craig Kimbrell after Harper. Huh? Wh- why? <laughs> the first thing I'm going to say is he said he don't see the Phillies or the Phillies won't get him unless, well, whatever you see, it's going to happen. Whatever you see is the positive of them signing them, it's going to happen. That's what I'm going to say first. I don't know if it's going to, I'm going to say this, I don't know if it's going to be a long term or short term, but I know the Phillies are going to sign them. Period. Whatever it takes, the Phillies are going to sign them. If they say they are priority, they're going at them. They already know all this already. They've talked to agents. They've talked to people. They've did more homework than you've done. For that to come out, you know what's going on. If this Bryce Harper thing doesn't teach you anything, it teaches you the Phillies are going to go after something. They went after Ramuto. They surprised you with Segura. Hey. So in all actuality, yes. If we get Dallas Cultural here, you know, I always say we, you know what it is, Philly. But um, they get him with Arietta and Nola, that's a problem. Like, that's going to be a problem. You got three Cy Young guys on your on your bullpen. I mean, on your uh, starting, starting pitchers. And then you go in there, and I think Valsquare is the next guy, and I think Effing gets after that. I think him and Pavetta battle over it. And Pavetta, I think he'd be a great bullpen person the way he strikes people out in the first couple. And he could be a Chad Durbin. But I think Effin and, and Valesquez, if you told me to make the decision of who I think should start, I think it should be Effin and Valesquez. Uh, There's no doubt about it. I think they're the biggest winners, and they can make it happen. You put Pavetta on the bench, um, boom. And I ain't going to lie, man. It's, it's a lot of guys that mentioned Cole Irvin as a pitcher coming out the bullpen. I mean, coming out the minor leagues, fourteen and four last year, uh, and yeah, and yeah, La, Los Santos, D. Los Santos, that that guy, I think, could be a starting pitcher in this league. Guys like Suarez, I think he's a bullpen guy. Um, right now, Drew Anderson, bullpen guy. It's gonna be real interesting to see if Medina come, is able to come up this year. I'm just really, I want to really see how he. He he really acts and how he pitches. Number one pitching prospect, number two prospect in the Phillies uh, 
minor league system. I really want to see how this guy get down. I mean, he's a dog. Proof of proof of this is things he's done in the minor league. This, this guy looks he looks like a guy that can really be an ace. Um, I think he starts next year. No doubt, he'll be in, he'll be in the rotation next year. They get Dallas. They have Jake and they have Nola. They bring up Medina. I mean, it's going to be some trades going down. People got to understand that they have trade. They got people. They can betray Pavetta. Pavetta could be traded to a team right now and get some in a package and that people will take him because, you know, why? 188 strikeouts last year. He can throw it and he's still young. So somebody will take their chance on a young pitcher like Pavetta. Effin, Valesquez, they got room to, you know what I mean? They got room to let Valesquez and um, they got room to let Valesquez and effing go and bring up Medina and some other, they, they really have a good stable pitcher. Spencer Howard, guys like uh, Francisco Morales, they have some good pitches, young pitches in that, uh, in their organization. And they still, and like I said, these Los Santos, Santos and, and Medina could be in the back end of that pitching and give them two good, you know, give them two, four or five guys. When you got three side youngers, Things could get ugly. You still got David Robinson. I never talked about his transaction, how big that is for the bullpen. It's just going to be good. It's a good team. Um, Talking about the Flyers, not too much. It's just the Flyers are growing. They're trying to get things going. I, I like uh, one guy was telling me about Travis Konecki, and they was like, why trade a guy that's young and doing what he's doing? Because I want – look what the Phillies did. Look what the Eagles did. Look what the – Sixers did. Go get you some guys that's been in this game that has already accomplished something. Not guys that are trying to become up up and coming and you see the potential in. Of course he's gonna be I think he's gonna be one a good a good player in this league. He could he could be an elite player in this league. But right now we don't need a he can be and he's gonna be. We need a guy who is. And uh, we need a defensive end and we need a guy on the offensive end that can play. That they are elite. They have already come. We got JVR. Let's get one more elite guy and for a defensive man and another uh, wing. Uh, you know what I mean? One of those two guys like that. And we're talking about flies to the next level. When you got a goalie now, the limits the sky. You got defensive men coming up. Felipe Myers looks good. I mean, excuse me. Philip Myers looks good. He looks good. He looks like a guy that's another guy. I mean, you got so many. Philly, I mean, the Flyers are really blessed with talent, so it's time to see some of these guys get down. Um, Big thing here, I want to say Villanova is a good team, and you're going to see a lot of things bad, you know what I mean, and, and, and things happen all the time, and it, it just have to uh, overcome. Listen, man, Philly Talk, I got Villanova Radio coming soon later on tonight. Uh, Philly Talk, once again, man, talking about – um. Philadelphia. I will see y'all till next week. We will talk more and more about Philadelphia and, and hopefully, which I think will happen, we'll be talking about the signing of Bryce Harper when it happens. Unless he's going to hold out until he signs again. But it'll happen. I think um, it'll happen by, you know, I said before the weekend, but we might be holding into the weekend, y'all. But I think soon it's going to happen, man. It's like it's nothing the person's really waiting for. Uh, spring training started today, so What's the Cole Irvin starts at pitcher? You know, I saw a couple of guys. Dick Williams, he'll be he'll be hitting. So it'll be something good to see who gets to make out of spring training, who shines. So until next time, y'all, I got y'all. Follow leaders. It's me, man.